We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I want to welcome you guys to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. We've got a great episode this week. Before we begin, please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like, comment, and share if you like this episode and we'll get into this week's sponsor and show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And we have this weekly podcast where I bring in guests, physicians, entrepreneurs, investors that are doing things on the cutting edge, moving the needle and impacting the field of medicine. So today we have a physician we got introduced through mutual contacts, uh, Dr. Cheng Ron, and he goes by Cheng. And he's a physician entrepreneur specializing in lifestyle medicine, integrative practice. So it'll be a wonderful discussion about how he got started, entrepreneurship, wellness. And so Cheng, welcome. Thanks so much, Chris. Really love uh, having you uh, interview me. Uh, I'm usually the one doing the interviewing, so this is a nice change for for yeah, yeah. I know it was interesting. We were talking backstage, and um, we got yeah. uh, acquainted through Dr. Brent Lacey, and yeah. you know, you're based out of Houston. I'm based out of Houston. So, um, tell us more about your journey, how you got started, how you got doing what you're doing today. Yeah, no problem. I I started uh, my, sort of my medical journey. Um, with the integrative background. So my mom does acupuncture and herbs and Chinese medicine. She's really well known in Houston. And then uh, my dad, he's on the scientific side. He's an MD, PhD. Uh, he's currently one of the deans at the University of Houston Pharmacy School in uh, tech and uh, biological development. 
So, you know, I kind of grew up <laughs> at the dinner table <laughs> talking about different things. And even my, my first publication, I was such a big nerd. I still am. Uh, when I was 16 is talking about the effects of um, herbs on dysmenorrhea and chronic pain receptors, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so as I went through uh, training in school, I really wanted to focus on like integrating sort of the, the, the Eastern Western principles of philosophies, right? Um, and so um, being sort of the, uh, the, the ADD type of entrepreneur that I am, <laughs> I created a lot of structures uh, for myself so that I'm able to do so. Uh, and then ALF came Texas Center for Lifestyle Medicine in 2017, uh, where I really wanted to focus on bringing more of the integrative health uh, type uh, services to the insured population, Medicare, Medicaid, et cetera, et cetera. And also uh, 2022 started a, a program to teach other docs how to do it and really want to uh, scale this. And that's why I'm on the show. Awesome. Awesome. That's uh, so yeah. wonderful. Yeah. My, uh, my mom and dad were scientists too. So, you know, we grew up around the dinner table, nice. you know, talking academics and the medicine. Yeah. So um, awesome. But uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So you, uh, and um, so tell us what made you focus? What, why did you decide uh, wellness and lifestyle? Was it something you saw, um, you know, an experience an encounter? I think the biggest misconception um, that um, that I do is actually wellness. I actually don't let my staff use the W word. We don't use the word wellness. <laughs> <laughs> um, and part of it is, uh, is 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 the messaging. So um, early in in 2014, I actually started a digital media company for physicians, and actually exited and sold that. And part of the message, uh, part of the things that I learned really about messaging, very strategic messaging, is sort of the understanding of the concept of labeling. And so uh, one of the things I wanted to get away was what wellness is in the actual United States, which is belongs in a bit of a different category. So um, uh, we instead, we use the word collaborative, and there's a reason for that. So the word collaborative means a lot of different things. We like to collaborate with the patients. We collaborate with their other doctors on the outside. We collaborate with the insurance companies and we collaborate with their family members. It's a four-way collaborative system. And so, you know, unfortunately in the health and wellness space, there's not a whole lot of collaboration and there's actually a lot of physicians and physician bashing, which you kind of see on the internet all the time, which is not what I'm really fond of, right? And so the concept of collaborative medicine is that we don't stop at finding solutions for your health. So we end up with some really complex physiologies, really complex disorders, diseases, so much so that we got featured on, on the North American Rare Diseases Association site. And then we are all getting all these sort of connective tissue disorders and stuff like that. And it naturally became that way because the actual primary focus is on collaboration. And so um, the, re the way that I, I even developed the, the business plan behind it is because I was really following what, what, what um, regulatory uh, statements were doing at the, at the federal level and reimbursement and CPT structure. So 2017, uh, which where the practice started, was the first time uh, we actually had CPT codes that reimbursed for collaboration. And I bet most people don't even know about this. <laughs> Um, for example, if I'm speaking to a patient's doctor or my staff is, there's an interprofessional CPT code that can be billed by both sides. And so I started, you know, really focusing on, hey, I'm going to spend half my week 
just talking to other patients, doctors and the collaboration process. And so obviously um, that actually generates a lot of revenue, uh, believe it or not, is the actual collaboration effort. And so I'm like, you know what, there's really something to this. And then making a business plan based on the reimbursement structures uh, allows us to really focus and tune in on what patients are really saying and the messages. And, uh, and I think that created this new sense of core values is that in all medicine, uh, doesn't matter if it's in the US or abroad, in all medicine, there is a serious lack of uh, interprofessional discussion Right. And so uh, it's sort of the, the idea that, hey, let's move on to the next patient and let's kind of forget about this. Uh, whereas, you know, for us, it's like, hey, let's put this aside and let's have a collaborative discussion between the physicians, the dentists, the chiropractors, the acupuncturists, you know, uh, their physicians at Mayo Clinic, whatever, whatever. Right. So we ended up seeing a lot of like interstate patients, international patients, Dubai, Kazakhstan, Germany. And, and it's kind of turned into this, like sort of this monster's beast that was a little hard to control. <laughs> and, so, and, uh, and from an entrepreneur standpoint, we're like, well, how the heck am I going to make this more scalable? And I realized that doctors really need to understand that there's a way to redesign healthcare and it's not going to be the politicians. It's not going to be administrators that's doing it. It's going to be the doctors that are, uh, that are going to be taking control uh, to change what healthcare is supposed to be. That's, that's awesome. So you, you mentioned a lot of things such as um, scalability and you work with yes. in, insurance um, uh, entities. Right. Uh, tell us some of the um, problems you or uh, not problems, but more of the barriers, you know, working with um, in these entities and scaling up the company. Yeah, problems slash barriers slash challenges. Um, <laughs> Uh, and in my company, I, I make every make everyone know that these are just challenges. These aren't problems, right? Mm -hmm. And so, let me tell you the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that the current model of medicine is not scalable, right? Think about it. Like, you know, a doctor starts his or her own, own practice. Maybe it's a solo practice, and after thirty years, retires and then wants to sell the practice. Well, what asset do you really have to sell within the practice? Because the talent is going away. The talent is retiring. And so you have a lot of large corporations scooping up these doctors that are retiring, especially during the pandemic, right? And all they care about, they really just care about buying the list of, of, uh, of patients, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, this is called purchasing market share. And uh, corporations do it very well. They uh, really specifically go after doctors over the age of 65 uh, who are within you know, three to five years retiring and they romance them. And this is what I see sort of across the board um, and I do advise for, for VC companies um, that do that. But the problem is, is that that creates a lot of uh, depleted healthcare systems that kind of fuel itself on systems that do not work. And so from, from a business standpoint, um, this, is, uh, this is the check mark uh, on the box of larger corporations scooping the market share up, right? The problem is why doctors are so burnt out these days is that um, the innovation that's required to change the healthcare system, um, even though doctor, it's, it's in a lot of doctors' brains, it's not coming out. Right? It's just kind of <laughs> staying in there. And the patients actually suffer, right? And so uh, now the health and wellness community, that's a different story because a lot of times, you know what, I'm going to stop taking insurance. I don't have to adhere to the CMS guidelines and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then they say, I'm going to engineer the health the way that the IC fit. But then what happens is they get burnt out, too, um, because 
they're serving the population, which they may not have a whole lot of passion serving, uh, which is relatively, you know, middle to upper middle class and wealthy populations, right? And so uh, engineering it, sort of the system that marries the two to, together requires a very, very, very deep understanding of reimbursement strategies, revenue cycle, and business tactics that I got kind of obsessed over. And now that, I, that, I, that I've done it, and I'm, I just feel like, crap, why, why didn't doctors do this before? Um, and that's the thing that I really want to kind of get out there is that we really have to take shape, take control. That's, that's awesome. Um, what, um, so for, I know a lot of physicians uh, on my audience there, um, it changed from financial economic empowerment to now them starting their company. So what are yes. your, and you're a seasoned uh, entrepreneur. So tell us some of the challenges you encounter the way when you start a business and we'll talk about scaling a little bit later. Yes. So, um, First of all, you know, uh, let's just kind of address the elephant in the room is that physicians aren't trained to build businesses, right? We're trained to be very textbook savvy. And then we're also trained to really develop relationships between us and our patients. But the concept of entrepreneurship and the things that are needed to get to a process where you're not building a company burnt out is the opposite of what we learned in residency. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, right? <laughs> Let's think about it for a second. Let's just like deconstruct residency for a second, right? And I talked to Brent Lacey about this before. If we deconstruct residency, what it was is multiple layers of structures that we had to adhere to, okay? If we don't adhere to the structures, we get spanked by somebody, either a lawsuit or administrator or something like that. And then we come out, right? And we come out and we're like, oh my gosh, I, I really crave more structure because I wasn't trained to create my own structures because that's not what residency was all about nor was it the fellowship all about you know and so uh what happens is is that we tend to get our right brain stifled our creative brain kind of stifled uh into this sort of fear phenomenon and, and the fear is that if you do things outside the box you know you quote unquote destroy your life and financially we're actually tied uh to uh to the conventional structures, because I mean, I came out with $300,000 in debt. I don't know about you, but that's a lot of money I have to pay back, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So we need some sort of security. And then not to mention, there's, there's physicians listening to this that never match residency. You know, they have to create their own structure as well, which is another whole, whole, uh, whole other set. So if we think about it from that point of view, there's a whole lot of like PTSD going on through, through residency, especially for the right brain dominant creative type of physicians who are entrepreneurs, which probably majority of the people listening to, to, to this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so the, the concept of entrepreneurship is, um, is structures and innovation, right? So we, even though physicians are really good at creating the structures and that could, you know, make them uh, um, a very wise business strategist at structures, but but especially startups re require some innovation to 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 go ahead. So for a lot of the physicians starting your companies out there, um, the first thing to undo um, is asking yourself how, right? And uh, and and uh, this seems so counterintuitive, um, but a lot of doctors say, oh, "How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this?" And the, the, the question that you ask yourself is, how am I? It's not how am I, right? It's who, who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? If you start with a who first, then it becomes a whole lot easier. Obsess about the who and don't obsess about the how. If you look at a serial entrepreneur like Elon Musk, for example, right? 
um, I don't agree with everything he says, but but you got to uh, admit the guy is kind of a genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he starts with who first? I'm going to hire the best engineers, right? I'm going to hire the you know I'm going to hire the um, uh, the best uh, rocket scientists for for this project. And then when you develop Neuralink, I'm going to hire the best like uh, uh, neuroscientist people. And you're like, well, Elon's uh, Elon's a self-made billionaire. Like, you know, how do you even do that? Well, he wasn't always that way, right? But it's the same philosophy that started uh, Tesla, the start of SpaceX and Neuralink is the same philosophy he had since uh, college before he quit college, right? With him and his brother uh, when they created the first rendition of PayPal, right? And so it's all about who, not how. And I, and I think that that traditional um, uh, medical uh, uh, education is not taught that way it's about how not who right <laughs> it's about what can you do you yeah. know, how can you serve and that creates a lot of burnout so a lot of doctors kind of listening to this who maybe have exited their their um their medical practice and kind of use their right brain to experience this and i bet you a lot of a lot of you doctors who, who did your own startup had that burnout in the very beginning it's the same type of burnout that you go through medical practice is how am i going to do this how am i going to do this how am i going to do this right Mm -hmm. and you know that's my one piece of advice is really to like undo this learning about how am i going to blank now as i know who are you going to get on your team that can do x y and z and uh, and that is the foundation and the principle of developing business to to scale that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Who and teamwork. Uh, right. Well, that's um, so the the next question is, so you started your business and now scalability. So you talked about teams. Uh, right. What other items can you employ or um, deploy to scale your business or your company? Absolutely. So this doesn't matter what type of company you created. You know, I, I've owned an auto boutique and, and marketing. And I, I've done all sorts of stuff that you can think of. And I failed a lot. And that's really important to do is get advice from people who failed, went bankrupt, had to do it over again, and suffered a lot. And trust me, I suffered a lot <laughs> through a lot of these processes. And so, um, and uh, the, the first, uh, or I guess the second, the first thing was who, not how. The second uh, recommendation is to talk to the people who have completely failed, Okay and ask what their lessons are. And if you ask what their lessons are, um, they're gonna ha- say very similar things. And uh, which brings me to my, my, my second tip is you know, 80% of business is psychology, right? And a lot of things that we do on a daily basis comes from a subconscious mind. And, and in fact, a lot of reasons why we chose to be doctors actually come from our three to eight-year-old development of childhood psychology is sort of the, that hero's mentality. And I, and I recently posted on this on, on, on my social media and LinkedIn, is, um, is we are taught to, provi- uh, to provide value because we're heroes. In reality, that heroes don't scale a business. It's guides that really scale a business. So the difference between a hero and a guide is that if you watch every movie, all heroes suffer some sorts of tragedy right luke skywalker got his arm cut off right <laughs> or, or hand cut off uh, but yoda even though after he died he was still the guide he was pretty pretty much chilling and so if you see every movie the guide is always there because the guide is not fully tied to the outcome of the hero and so we as doctors tend to kind of raise up even in media they put us as heroes which i have a big issue with you know the term frontline doctors frontline is reserved for military personnel not doctors 
doctors should really be heroes. And same thing as entrepreneurs. Like we should be, uh, we should be seen as the actual guides so that our clients or our patients should, can actually be their own heroes, right? And so to put ourselves in that guidance philosophy, then the things that we do from a psychological perspective for a business actually changes. And, and guides actually have more intimate relationships um, with other people. When I say intimate, I'm not talking about, you know, more uh, intimacy in that regards, but intimacy in terms of intimacy in professional relationships. And, and we tend to gather more raving fans to fuel the actual business. And that, uh, and that, and that guide actually comes out and say that, hey, you know what, I'm going to, us as a business, these are our services. And whether or not you come on board with these services, it may not be the right time for you, or it may be, but I'm not tied to your outcome. But therefore, I will construct my, my business around my core values, which is the third tip, my core values, uh, so that I will not be burnt out because everything that I do is associated with my wants, my own wants and needs, and not be tied to some sort of a, a hero's uh, outcome or romanticizing. So this is you know, um, I, I suffered this a lot before in the past, especially with shiny object syndrome, which I think a lot of people can relate to. So yeah, yeah. So that's my next tip. Yeah, yeah. I can I can totally relate. And uh, so I know these you had so many um, epiphanies, and I know a lot of the audience. I know you have a you have a lot, uh, new venture launch. So feel free to right. tell the audience about that and how to get a hold of you and contact you. Right. So, um, so. I'm doing two things right now. Um, the one is I'm scaling Texas Center for Lifestyle Medicine. Uh, if you guys are actually interested in practicing integrated health, I'm more than happy to have you on. Um, and uh, the second thing is if you're one of those uh, entrepreneurial physicians that will kind of developed an integrative and collaborative health practice, everything that I learned from developing Texas Center for Lifestyle Medicine, all my brain is actually in a platform called Integrative Practice Builder. So if you go to integrativepracticebuilder.com, um, I developed multiple uh, online courses uh, and a masterclass and a playbook to let people know how to navigate this. And in fact, I, it's all CME as well. And I have my largest portion of that, believe it or not, is the psychology of business, which I feel like everyone should start with that to sort of flip that mindset, you know, guide to hero uh, mentality, and then also know how to work with different teams and expectations, setting outcomes, setting goals, financial outcomes, KPIs, key performance indices, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, it's a very holistic uh, view of business, and it's a very holistic view of how to uh, execute um, uh, integrative health practices specifically, specifically for the insured population. There's a lot of online courses that 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 do uh, more like you know cash practices, uh, which are really great for uh, you know cash profits uh, businesses that specifically target a specific market. I think those are great. It's not for me, but so if you're like me and actually want to serve an insurance population, it's a lot more complex. But there's strategies on how to do it and learn from literally my million dollars worth of mistakes that I've made in the last four years. Awesome, awesome. And uh, I know you said you have a LinkedIn profile. Uh, you, you mentioned you're on Instagram. Um, you have a, and um, uh, so I know the audience will, uh, all the references will be linked in the show notes. But thanks so much for uh, joining us. Thank you, you. It was a wonderful discussion, and uh, we look forward to hearing more about your success.
Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What a fantastic show. I hope you enjoyed our very special guest. Just remember, as a shout out to our this week's sponsor, CityVest.com. CityVest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at CityVest.com or click on the link in the show notes below to hear about their upcoming investment offerings. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.